Hey there. This episode and this show and this network are all supported by our backers at patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. We have some changes coming down the way here in uh, June or so, so keep your eyes peeled to that space. But if you want to go and uh, back us now, uh, that'd be pretty cool, too. Once again, that is patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is a it's Senpai's favorite appendix. <laughs> yep. And uh, this week we are reading your responses to Let It Die. Thank you, everybody, for writing in. Uh, it was mm-hmm. looking a little dire there until we made a last minute call. Let It Dire. <laughs> um, and thank you to Brad. Yes. Brad Galloway oh, for joining yeah. us for the first part of this. He is uh, not with us today. Uh, he didn't die, but he is he's not with us in this recording session because we're recording this at a later time because we did not have enough uh, responses. Yeah. As alluded to. <laughs> um, but we uh, we put out the call and we got some more and we're going to go ahead and get started. Uh, I'll get us started here with Brett. Brett says by contact. I'm torn on my opinion of let it die. On the one hand, it's a free to play microtransaction model, and that's a big turnoff for me. Nothing can so quickly kill my interest in a game than to learn that it has microtransactions. On the other hand, I find something oddly intriguing in its presentation. I find Uncle Death strangely endearing, barely walking the line between actually cool in a dorky way, and Steve Buscemi's, how do you do, fellow kids? Cool. (laughs) Uh, The atmosphere is dark and foreboding, and the whole game has a feel of condemned mixed with Dark Souls. Overall, I really like the presentation of this game, and I just wish it wasn't bogged down by the standard free-to-play practices. Yeah, we we talked about it in the in the episode itself, but the uh, the free to play stuff didn't didn't bother us as much. No, while while still like I still don't love this game, the right, the free to play right. stuff wasn't the reason, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and my understanding is that becomes more of a thing a little bit later. Oh yeah. So especially you know, so if, if, yeah yeah especially when uh, when resurrections start costing more stuff yeah. like that yeah like that um there's a definite there's a definite point where uh, they are just uh, setting up pyrrhic victories for you. Yeah. 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 Um, but it, it, you know, this kind of speaks to that, uh, the psychological, like not intimidation is the word I was looking for, but that's not right. Like just the, the approaching a game and knowing it has this stuff, even in the wings can be a huge mm-hmm. turnoff. Yeah. 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 Also good. Or no, I was, please continue. Sorry. To cut you off. <laughs> I was going to say, this is the, uh, this is the first time in a very long time I've seen somebody uh, reference, uh, condemned. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, somebody was talking about in the Slack recently. Hmm. Um, the uh, I always get that confused with Manhunt. Oh yeah, yeah. They kind of came out at a, in a similar time, and they also have a. Uh, they come across. I'm going to use a word here that I don't normally use. They come across kind of bum fighty. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, isn't one of them literally about like hunting down bums for sport? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I like, I think Manhunt. I know in um in in Condemned you are fighting um uh, man homeless people or people uh. Uh, anyway, I think yeah. the bum genie is already out of the bottle. Yeah. Like not, not in like a, you know, proctology kind of way. Like <laughs> in, in just a, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We've already said it. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's just in the, in the way that it's in the way that is presented it, you, you are fighting an awful lot of, uh, what appears to be mentally ill homeless people. Um, <laughs> not great. No. Uh, <laughs> like, 
Yeah, that seems uh yeah that seems misguided to me. Yeah, they're 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 being driven crazy by bird magic. Mm. And I am I am not kidding you. Um huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what is the what's the furthest you've ever got or the most you went deep on a like a free to play microtransaction game? The most I've spent on one was Super Stickman Golf, but that wasn't out of necessity. I just decided, hey, this this developer has has earned twenty of my dollars because I like this game mm-hmm. an awful lot. Um, I I played a good deal of Plants vs Zombies too, but it mm-hmm. just didn't hold my interest, and I didn't engage with the uh, with the free to play stuff on that. Like I didn't buy the coins to unlock the extra plants and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't think I've ever really really paid for a free-to-play game mm-hmm. um other than i've done the ones where it's like free-to-play but pay some money to get rid of the ads oh yeah you know, that, that's, that's, that's like a demo yeah you know um but uh the most i've played one uh was plants versus zombies 2 which i think is very similar in kind of value proposition before you get to the paywall as this game mm-hmm. you know because you can, you can play a lot of plants versus zombies 2 without paying any cash yeah like it's it's pretty kind but then once it gets once it gets bad like it gets real bad yeah, yeah, and stays bad because it's continuously being updated. So it's like <laughs> they've probably added, you know, five different worlds since I stopped playing it. Oh, yeah. You know, five, five to eight different worlds. And all of them are past the limit of like <laughs> I would need money to continue. Yeah, for sure. Also, I would love to have kept that game on my phone so I could, you know, just go in and mess around with it. Um, however, every time I turned off its notifications, I turned them back on. So like every single so like Arbor Day. Oh, Get geez. these <laughs> celebrate your plants with Arbor Day. It's it's, it's Casimir Pulaski's Zombie Jamboree. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So yeah. I had to had to get rid of that one. Um I've definitely been put off by some of these mechanics, like the the triple triad um uh, thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, in uh in that weird I, I don't even know what it is, that Final Fantasy portal app. Um and then uh running into like energy limits on uh Final Fantasy Record Keeper. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The um that uh triple triad game was a really interesting because eventually we'll do Final Fantasy VIII mm-hmm. or watch out for fireballs and like the uh the amazing thing about that is I realized that without the meta game kind of around it oh yeah like I don't like triple triad that much <laughs> when I was younger I used to fantasize because they they have uh, in you know in Japan they made card sets of it yes um and I they're really expensive on eBay but I thought about like buying them I was like mm-hmm. that'd be really fun to have a set yeah uh, and play with people and then realized like no it wouldn't. <laughs> you know, like, the the reason that's so fun in Final Fantasy VIII is not the actual mechanics of that game. It's going, you know, finding the people who have the rare stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and and then you know having the context where it's like, oh, I can convert this card to like a really powerful character ability. Yeah, it's actually the way the mini game intersects with the main game that make it good. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. So. I would still very much like to have a a Tonberry Triple Triad card though. That it would be, be cool just fun. to have it as a collector's item, even a set. Yeah. Like yeah. if they reproduced like, you know, a set and just made them like not tournament legal or whatever. Yeah, so they'd be yeah. cheap like they do with magic cards every once in a while. They give them weird backs. <laughs> if uh, if they did that, then I would be like all over just having a set just to have a weird artifact from from that game. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Gabriel writes, I love Suda. I love Souls. I love Uncle Death. The, uh, uh, I love Uncle Death and the entire style of this of this game. Uh, but I only played about an hour of it because it's maybe the the most overwhelming game that I have ever played. It dumps system on top of system on top of system with no respite. Uh, by the end of the tu- of the uh, tutorial, the only thing I really learned from it was that I didn't have it uh, in me to put in the effort to play the game. I really, really hope that as a free to play thing, uh, it gets an overhaul at some point and makes the experience of starting the game 
um, into a hill instead of a cliff. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it's uh, it's really overwhelming. And it also doesn't uh, to get to the tutorials and stuff that you missed. And mm -hmm. um, they're all presented in this kind of text menu. Um, I put it down for a long time. I did more or less the same thing and just like, yeah. was like, oh, this isn't hooking me immediately. I'll play it for the show. <laughs> put it down for several months and you can't watch like the opening cutscenes again. You can't start a new game uh, with this. You can't. Uh, and if you want to do the tutorials, like they have to be little, you know, in this menu form. Yeah. That is, uh, you know, kind of odious to navigate. Yeah, so little, it's kind of hard to like school book. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's hard to get it all in the way that you originally get it. So if you don't pick up all that kind of stuff from the beginning, it's kind of gone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, we're going to run into similar things with Neo, actually. Yeah. Neo, Neo is also a uh, system bloat. Uh, the game. Yeah. So it is, uh, it's, it's system bloat month. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, no good. Um, Patrick says by contact, <clears throat> I didn't end up getting much further into this game than the point where the asynchronous multiplayer raids unlock. If it weren't for the end of 2016 and the beginning of 2017 being loaded with great games, I might've spent more time with it. I've heard that most of the great character and the, or the great character, uncle death was front-loaded, and the gameplay ended up being kind of boring after a certain point, so I don't feel like I missed out on much. But if there was a reason for me to go back to it, it would be to see whatever ridiculous boss design Suda saved for the later stages. Still, for as much of a flash in the pan as it was for me, I'll never forget this game, nor the skateboarding Grim Reaper with the implacable accent. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um... Yeah. I mean, like the designs and the stories are kind of cool, but like the fights themselves are just versions of the mini bosses. So like you couldn't be blamed for doing like we did and going onto YouTube and checking out the, uh, the content stuff. Right. Yeah. 100%. Like there's not a whole lot of variety in the, uh, the boss fights. Yeah. You know, like if you fought the mini bosses, I mean, I guess like in that point, he, you know, by the time he noped out, he had not seen the mini bosses either. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and then they're kind of cool looking, mm -hmm. you know, but that's, that's about, uh. That's about it. Yeah, I think that he probably just got to Cohen, actually. Yeah, he's he's a little bit past Cohen. Yeah. If he if he quit where the uh the asynchronous multiplayer stuff happened. Yeah. He could be up to like the second Cohen. <laughs> like around there. But like he's not too much further than that. Yeah. So and but that's good because the second mini boss is a nightmare. <laughs> like is, is super unfair oh and shitty. So Yeah. Uh I I should have kept track of how many uh death metals I put into that. Yeah, so you can tax deduct it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, Rich writes via contact. Uh, it's been a long time since I last picked up Let It Die. Uh, but while I love the style, almost all of the stuff outside of the levels and even a few of the good things or uh, and even a few of the things in the levels, I think I've started to come around to the fact that it just isn't all that good. The levels are plain ugly, at least until after the first boss, after which there are more open urban hellscapes uh, that provide relief from 10 floors of sewage. Um, the difficulty curve means constantly building new characters from scratch or grinding for gold to regain characters that you lost with all of their inventory intact. The lack of real PVP is also pretty disappointing. Base invasions are extremely easy, uh, easy, even for a low level character and having a chance to fight a real person would be a welcome change to the relatively simple AI. We, we didn't, uh, talk about this too much when we did the episode, but I was thinking about it after we recorded Mm -hmm. um, you couldn't really do PvP in this game because of kind of how, if you're going to tie like that much of your move set into level progression, mm -hmm. you couldn't really do it. I feel like yeah, yeah, you know, like uh, because it's tied to weapon progression, not character progression. So like 
and because of the weapons being uh, degradable. So even if my character and your character are both like, you know, 10th level or what have you, and you have totally mastered the katana, if my character is like on level two of the iron, mm-hmm. I, I just won't have, I won't have a verb set. No, no. You know, so like, I don't, I don't think it, I think it'd be very hard to make characters evenly matched because of that separate kind of factor. Yeah. They would yeah. Uh, run circles around you. Yeah. 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 I wonder if that happens with the, um, with with the haters though, like if 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 those characters uh, keep the weapon mastery level um, mm. that they had, I, I believe I, so. I didn't I didn't get far enough to actually you know notice that being a factor. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then again, um, I also didn't know that I could you know unlock different moves. I didn't know yeah, I could I did, turn I the iron and do a flamethrower. You for sure, and that, that just yeah. and you know kind of speaks to you again. That's like. As much as it was good to know that that stuff happened, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean it's not a problem that doesn't happen earlier on. Right, right. You know, it's kind of where I came away from it. Um, Derek says, by contact, I would say people should play through at least floor 10 and watch all the cutscenes on YouTube later because Let It Die has a lot of personality. The fighting mechanics are fine. Really, the problems stem from the game, uh, from being a game short of content that is stretched too long by the free-to-play model. The Dark Souls model punishes a death by sending you back to a checkpoint and maybe uh, grinding to get your souls back. Whereas the Let It Die free-to-play model punishes death by sending you back home, uh, grinding to get back to a checkpoint, and then grinding on top of that to get your souls back. If the Bloodborne Chalice Dungeons had Uncle Death and the bosses from Let It Die, I would have been happy. Or if Let It Die only punished grinding with grinding and not with double grinding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so below Lost Eyes, down yeah. there, in the, in the deepest <laughs> Thumerian depths, you open up one strangely neon colored casket and out yes. comes <laughs> skateboarding yeah I, I i mean i know i mentioned this when we wrapped up on fireside chat but it reminds me of me and will goofing about getting to the end of the ring city and having the like throne of skulls and you turn around and it's the riddler there <laughs> and he's just, you know um profane flame i don't think so she was an undead uh and just uh you know and then just credits with super dramatic dark souls music um but I wonder if like, so from, as from, like, I don't think from's done anything that isn't like pretty deathly serious, right? Like, uh, I mean, metal, metal wolf chaos. Well, metal wolf chaos is goofy for sure. I guess that's the closest thing, but that's really a blip. Yeah. You know, cause like eternal ring and, um, the other one that I ever grace are less serious than dark souls, but they're pretty stock fantasy. Yeah. yeah. I wonder what it'd be like if from like leaned, cause those games can be funny. I wonder it'd be like if they leaned into their sense of humor. Um, it wouldn't be like this, but like, I wonder if that would be good. Yeah. I mean, Dark Souls is good when it's funny. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't know. It's hard for games to be funny. That's a, like, that, that is the sad thing about it. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Um, I, have you, I'm sure you, you have started playing this. Um, I started playing, uh, Thimbleweed Park. God, I have not started playing it. I've been just, just neck deep in assignment oh, stuff. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Um, it's very funny. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's one of the funnier games I played. So. Awesome. Yeah. No, that's yeah. good to, good to hear. Yeah. It's uh it's up your alley. Yeah, nice. Um into it. I also want to hear my uh hear hear the answering machine message. I, I looked it up on YouTube. You did? Yeah. What? Yeah. There's somebody uh took all the entire phone book <laughs> and all the answering machine messages and loaded them all up as a video. Each okay. each letter of the alphabet is a video. <laughs> and I and I found it because I saw I found you in the phone book and then I, I looked it up. Nice. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh I I don't normally you know geek out about that stuff but it's cool that i'm in that game it's super cool it makes me wish i had done it because i just back to the like get the game yeah, level. yeah. i was i was so like 
in the weeds on Kickstarters mm-hmm. at that moment. Like, or it just like felt like I had, like some of them had gone through, but I yeah. was just like, man, I got a lot of money wrapped up in Kickstarters. Like, <laughs> you know, this, this feels bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've you got, know, so I, I've got all this money wrapped up in Kickstarters. Hmm. Both of the, both of, of the ones that I backed at the highest are going to come out on the same week. And I'm not going to be able to play them. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, so well. it, ended, you know, it ended up working out, but I, I think I'm, I'm better. I'm at a place in my life now where I can go back and, and kind of selectively back some stuff yeah. at the time, you know, and, and maybe get some cool rewards. But yeah, uh, at the time, like, even though that's a super cool reward, mm-hmm. I just like was, nah, can't so, do it. Uh, yeah. Um, Robin writes, for the most part, I enjoyed the time that I spent playing Let It Die. I only made it to the 30th or so floor, so I never really got to the end game. So most of my perspective is from the earlier stages. My dude, 30th is almost all the way through. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Back to Robin's response. Um, I really liked the moment-to-moment gameplay, the feeling of constant progression with weapon experience, and the overall aesthetic combination of uh, of whimsy. Uh, Being a free-to-play game definitely brought up some of the issues uh, that I had with the game, however. The inventory space always felt cramped, especially with the free gifts of high-end crafting materials um, and the difficulty curve felt pretty uneven ultimately i drifted away drifted away from the game and while i never spent any money on it i never felt like i was wasting my time playing yeah 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 it doesn't feel like a waste you know to me no it's just, no. I mean, yeah it's, it's as we mentioned in the episode it's just like you had to be around though you had to be into those loops yeah those concentric rings of like mm-hmm. each of those individual rings has to work for you i think yeah the expanded inventory has to be the best perk that you get out of uh out of like the express pass or whatever like yeah if you are planning to just like i'm going to dump 40 hours into this over the course of a month there are probably worse ways to spend 15 dollars if you like the game otherwise you're going to be no man skying it and just constantly hitting your head on and the ceiling doing and yeah. it sucked yeah you know it's just like uh dealing with because what it what it meant was and it almost made a cool risk reward where it was like you know do i uh do i care about um you know, surviving this run or do I care about getting some crafting materials and bringing them back? Right. But then I realized like, Oh, I don't care about crafting materials because I don't care about crafting materials. You know, something else, I don't think we mentioned this in the game and I wish I, I had brought it up when we did the episode. Cause I wonder if Brad has an answer for this. Um, I know, is there a way, uh, and you might know this and you might not, um, to know what blueprints you have back in your storage bin, uh, when you're out in, in the world. I don't know. Because I, I kept like like pick, seeing a crafting material, being like, "Do I want this or not? Like, is this going to mm-hmm. help me make something now, or is this just going to junk up my like pitiful inventory?" Yeah, for a time. So that would have been that would have been a nice ease of use thing. I yeah, think. yeah, just like to, to to have the name show in a different color depending on if, yeah. if you need it like, or not. Yeah, or or you could tag things. That's how uh, Fallout Four does it. Oh yeah, and it's uh you know it's it's really useful. Mm-hmm. So, um, Connor says via contact. Okay, so I hadn't even heard of this uh, before the previous bonfire side chat. I downloaded it with guarded expectations and gave it a whirl so I know what you're talking about and found a game somewhere around par for what the Souls-like genre seems intent on offering up. An approximation of the Dark Souls combat engine, difficulty that more often than not errs on the side of too difficult, and not enough story to flesh out a motivation to continue. That said, the game made me reflect on two things. First, anime. No! I am not, it, it's in all caps. That's why I said it like that. Um... <laughs> I'm not averse to it. There are very good ones out there. The problem I have with the majority of them is the overly expressive body language and the embarrassing need to be cool, which inevitably dissolves anything that might actually be cool about it. Uncle Death is the embodiment of this. I like his design and the quirky shades and the skateboard uh, is endearing. 
Then he speaks, and then he begins uh, gesticulating, and the illusion is shattered. Less is more anime, dear God. The second thing uh, this caused me to reflect upon was something you have both alighted upon many times. Developers either don't know what really makes Soulsborne games special, or are fixated on the wrong component of its design. People dig difficulty now, so I understand their desire to cater to that. But you have both uh, spelled out in great detail how the mechanics and storytelling, or the mechanics of storytelling work, how the world articulates. Is it so hard to incorporate those things as well? Predicating a game's system solely around a single aspect is like building a clock and deciding that this one uh, cog is cool enough on its own, and it shouldn't have to connect to anything else to make the rest function. Yeah, I mean, well said. I, for where I got him, let it die. The difficulty wasn't the thing that turned me off of it, right? You know, but I, my understanding. So in the previous response, when Robin said he got to, to floor thirty. Um, my understanding is like floors 30 through 40 are like nightmares. Yeah. You know, like people on our Slack were like, Hey, did you guys talk about how shitty the game gets at the end? I was like, <laughs> no, not really. We kind of talked about it, but yeah, you yeah. Know. Um, but yeah, that is, uh, that's something that definitely happens mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and I, I wouldn't put it past let it die to get to that. You know, I just didn't, didn't get there. Right. Um, right. And it's weird to me. Cause like I, uncle death works for me, but that aspect of anime you're talking about is like one of the suite of things I don't like about at like anime very much. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of like over? I think I think what you mean is anime style cartoons and products exhibiting a certain set of tropes. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> like, I, I need to watch out. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so like let's uh, let's do a quick asterisk and do like a quick half hour. Uh, let, let's let's do the footnotes on uh, when I say this. So because so, uh, my time has no value, and uh, I need to make sure I do that, or else you know, uh, piss off the anime people. But the. Um, that's something that I don't like either. It didn't bother me with Uncle Death, but might have bothered me if he was like just a dude. And also if he was around more. <laughs> that's that's true too. It's like super small doses. Yeah. If he was the main character, like It'd like be... I don't know whether I would like an Illididae anime. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. This this is something we talk about occasionally on the level, um, because I will talk about liking something that has a certain kind of uh anime style to it, either a persona game or Steins Gate or something like that, and Jala who has a long history with anime, like will play and look at the same thing and say like, yeah, that just didn't do anything. That didn't do anything for me. I think it was, I, mean, I think it's stupid. Like, okay, mm-hmm. well you, you, you like anime and you've liked it a lot in the past. And what you realized is, Oh, it's just, it's just antibodies. She was exposed to it much earlier. And so she's seen the patterns and knows it. Whereas I am somebody who really doesn't pay attention to this stuff. And when I see like a cool version of a thing that is presented in a way, in a context where I can be like, yeah, here's that. Like, you know, <laughs> I, you know, I haven't gotten a chance to like get tired of it yet yeah it cuts both ways yeah so you can be i also noticed like when some of the things that i'm you know i've talked about uh disliking uh we should come up with a real like a simple really really long acronym for anime and anime style products of certain types or whatever you know (laughs) yeah certain types of anime products that exhibit that exhibit particular tropes yeah (laughs) um whenever uh i think about anapatip um I, I'll sometimes bring up like, yeah, it's it's real weird the way like every time a character says something, all the characters go, oh, you know, and react and do this mm-hmm. really big, you know, gasp. I don't like it. And I people who are real big anime fans are just like, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. yeah. You know, because you do you do become inured to that kind of thing as just kind of a genre trope. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel unnatural and weird to you. Yeah. You know. So I, I can't wait for this this conversation to get reduced <laughs> into. I can't believe those guys said that all anime is, oh, yeah. is, is people blank. only overreacting to things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then went on to say that they like Uncle Death, who is the ultimate overreactor. <laughs> so, redu- re- re- says Senpai, reduce my point. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, God damn it. That's so frustrating. 
Um, <laughs> but, anywho. But um, thank you, Connor. As for the second point, um, I, I just... I just didn't read Let It Die as trying to do the same thing. Like, there, there's just no story. And they wanted to focus yeah. on that loop and everything. Like, that read to me like an intentional, like an intentional choice. I, you know, uh, speaking of the, that, that choice, the, like the super difficulty thing, um, more kind of gameplay and preview stuff has come out um, from the Surge. Okay. You know, or, or the Surge thing. And I guess the Surge is, you know, because Lord of the Fallen is not particularly difficult, you right. know, at yeah. least as I recall. Um, the surge is supposed to be like really lean into that, uh, yeah, which makes didn't. me really glad we didn't commit to cover. Yet. <laughs> yeah, if we didn't pencil that into the schedule. <laughs> yeah, like, I might. I mean, I'll probably still try it. Oh yeah, at some yeah. point. But like, I just I'm you know not like we're getting. Are you ready? You thought you felt challenged? Like I just <laughs> never. Nope. So no it's, thanks. Yeah, I, I I get off of this train here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I've I, I have uh, ceased. Uh, being willing to extend the benefit of a doubt, anything that apes this particular uh, pace and camera angle. Yeah, like automatically. <laughs> right. You know, it's it's not like everything that does this pace and camera angle is bad, mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean it's good either. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Cameron writes, um, I really love the style and characters of this game. Something about Uncle Death being a skateboarding skeletal reaper. Um, I about said rapper, which would also make sense. Uh, really? Right. <laughs> what's that? Well, I would be okay with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, something about that really works for me, and I enjoy the weirdness of the other characters. Unfortunately, the game itself falls a bit flat. I usually love loot-based roguelikes, but climbing the Tower of Barbs didn't really grip me as much as descending into Isaac's basement or exploring the Gungeon. Overall, I think the environments felt too samey, and the combat and weapon variety were just too limited to really uh, let me dive into the game. Um, at least I never felt compelled to participate in the game's microtransactions. They seem well done um, in that they're not obnoxiously shoved down your throats and don't offer anything truly uh, game-breaking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. And and for me, the, like, I like, um, obviously, like, Isaac more. Like, Isaac is in my top five games, like, pretty easily. And then Gungeon, which I liked quite a bit. And that was just about liking the actual, what I was doing with my hands. Yeah. You know, even if the progress was exactly the same, that wasn't as important to, like, to me as the moment to moment. Yeah. So yeah. I relate to that. Gungeon uh, sounds like I, such a filthy word. Gungeon? Yeah. It's a lot like Gunga. Or is that, isn't that the name <laughs> of the bad Star Wars things? Um. Uh, wait. Game? Yeah. Yeah, the Gungans. I yeah, I think, I think Jar, yeah, Jar Jar Binks is a Gungan. Enter the Gungan. Yes. You know, it, it, it sounds like that. Yeah, I, I think yeah. it's the Inj. That, uh, that that that, yeah. that gets me. That's the phony that really. Unj. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't like unj either. No, like it's like mung. Ugh, yeah, no. Unj mung. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I think we're gonna summon some kind of beast. <laughs> like you're gonna oh no, unj mung! Stop. Unjaman, <laughs> unjaman. Um, <laughs> the less pleasant, like gotta moist them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're damp we don't take shit we're gonna get to the top of it um mike says uh finally mike says by contact uh, it's difficult not to recommend let it die purely on the basis that it's a polished and feature-rich game available at absolutely no cost there's nothing to lose by trying it and potentially a lot to gain since i've heard people dumping over 200 hours into this thing having said that while I'm a fan of Suda51 and his fingerprints are all over this game, I'm still not really sold on the idea of transplanting Souls-like combat into a roguelite title. 
as you guys have spent literally years explaining, the appeal of the Soul series isn't just in conquering brutal but balanced combat scenarios, but it's about exploring meticulously designed worlds and unearthing the lore that drapes uh, context over the challenges you're faced with. Replace that with semi-randomized maze, mazes of corridors, and you're missing a major hook. We saw that in Bloodborne's Chalice Dungeons, and I also played a Steam release called Necropolis that tried something similar and just felt like a slog. There's also the fact that Lydidai's combat is considerably more shallow than that of the Souls series, and its enemy and boss encounters are far less imaginative. So even though the game uh, had that grasshopper charm that I was looking for, it didn't hold my attention for long. Credit where it's due, though. This is one of the few games that use weapon degradation in an engaging way. I hate it when games arbitrarily force me to run back to the blacksmith every now and then for routine repairs. But the weapons in Lydidai drop so frequently and break so quickly that the mechanic feels more like a survival element. Nothing lasts that long, and therefore players have to constantly adapt and perhaps even gamble with weapons they're not particularly comfortable with. Incidentally, I enjoyed the weapon degradation in Breath of the Wild for similar reasons. I like that weapon degradation too. I know yeah. it drives people crazy, but I like it. Yeah, it's it's fine. I like uh, I, I like uh, catch as catch can. You know, I'm down yeah. for a survival thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder, uh, Mike, if you haven't tried it and you have the stomach for it, you should try Shadow Tower, which is another mm. interesting take on weapon degradation. Like you do have to go back to a blacksmith from time to time, but it doesn't feel like it doesn't souls. Or no, it's, it's tied into another system. You're literally, yeah. uh, what is it? You're restoring from your HP, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, more people should yeah. play Shadow Tower. <laughs> that yeah, is, absolutely. That is one of the biggest takeaways. Like uh, both that and Kingsfield Four are games I've wanted to dip back into. Yeah, yeah, they're real good. I, I mean, I have all the Kingsfield games now. Like I have to. Or, I mean, by which I mean one and two. Um, right. Or you mean by which you mean two and three? Yeah, two and three. And then I've got one uh, like in an, uh, the patched ISO, the translation. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, eventually on my, my docket is to play through all those nice. because like I, even the early, more primitive ones, I think there's something there, mm-hmm. you know, that's worth, uh, worth exploring, but four is definitely the most playable one. Yeah. For sure. And, uh, interesting. Cause I, I always wanted to try Necropolis. Necropolis is, um, hairbane, hairbane schemes. It's the people who did the shadow and returns games, which are some of my favorite indies of like the last oh, well. you know five years or whatever. Um, and Necropolis is kind of interesting. Like it is a roguelike souls, like, that kind of came before this did. Um, but I never got a chance to try it. Hmm. So. Um, yep. Autoplay music on that site. Shouldn't be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Um, well, this yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah. So thanks everybody for responding. Um, you know, sorry to press our thumbs on you and, and bully into it to send <laughs> hired goons. <laughs> Crusher and Lobo. Hire goons. I'm on a Simpsons rewatch right now, and that's why I'm posting all those Frinky Act things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been doing that too, but the only DVD I haven't packed it is season 11. So, okay. But thanks everybody for that. Um, if you have things to say about Neo, and we know you do, oh, yeah. uh, hit us up at DuckFeedTV slash contact. Yes. Um, and you, you know the other stuff that you can do. Um, go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Consider kicking us a couple of bucks a month and, um, you know, stick around. Like we have announced the end of the show, but we have lots of exciting stuff coming uh, this summer, I suppose. Um, and yeah. afterwards with WAF 2.0. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's all good stuff. Yeah. So so welcome. Uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, if you have not joined us already, please join us. Yeah. It's all great. Cool. Um, I think that's probably about it. I think so. No, uh, no deleted scenes. Um, we will just see you guys next week with uh, Neo. Yeah. Oh, and thanks again to Brad. Oh, and yeah, thank you very much, Brad. Go check out his stuff at GameCritics.com and uh, follow him on Twitter. Yes. 
Umbasa. Umbasa. And we all pray that we will have far more soon 